What we do here is go back, 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 back. Well, we said it last episode, and we're here to deliver. You're listening to this podcast is delicious. I'm Marco Timpano. So nobody say that we don't keep no promises. That's huh? right. Yes, That's right. we did it. We did it. We said it. We did it. We are actually notorious for uh, forgetting things that we've oh, said sure. out loud to one another. So that's why we're actually more happy than probably uh, you guys are. But I will say, uh, I'm pretty pumped about this. Breakfast sandwiches. This yes. breakfast sandwich is delicious is what we could do. Is the subtitle. The sure. subgenre title. Subheading. Yeah, this, I love uh, it. That's maybe what I'll episode. call the episode. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about this is because Marco himself has been entrusted with the difficult task of going through a list. And that list, by the way, comes from Toronto Life. Toronto Life, pretty popular magazine, not just in Toronto, but uh, but outside of Toronto as well. Uh, probably even more so now that we have some Michelin restaurants in the city. Yes. We will also be talking about that in a forthcoming episode. Another promise we will keep. Yes. But for now, what we want to focus on is this list in torontolife.com. You can look it up, Toronto's 10 Best Breakfast Sandwiches. And uh, it brings up a couple of different um, issues here. First of all, Marco, before we get into the ones you've tried, the ones you've liked, and we're also going to talk about ones that I've um, really treasured. And I'm going to talk about a non-meat and egg one and and one with meat and egg. And uh, and what makes a great a good breakfast sandwich is is, is how we should really start because sure. you and I might be on completely different pages about this. For you, what is a good breakfast sandwich? Do you need it to be mobile? Do you need it to be? Um, here, let me let me think about for yeah. for a breakfast sandwich. Some people want it to be heavy, sure, and and very filling because okay. they haven't eaten since let's say six the p.m. the day before. Yeah. Great. Or they're like me and they haven't eaten since 2 a.m. before, but still breakfast, most important meal right. of the day, and they're complete monsters and they have no respect for their body. So there's the filling aspect. There's the cleanliness aspect. There's like, do sure. we really want um, a lot of napkins or or a fork and knife or yep. a spoon to get into the mix? Do we care about such right. things? Does it need to be spicy? Does it need to be healthy? Um, you know, is it something you want to split in half and eat with your partner? Cause that's who you eat, you eat breakfast with. What makes a great breakfast sandwich right, for you? Right. Okay. So, you know, a lot, you covered quite a bit there. So let me tell you what, what does it for me? Everybody's going to have a different opinion, but I think intrinsically, when you talk about a breakfast sandwich, there's, there's three components that are important. One, the sandwich part. So the, the bread, the quality of bread and how it's toasted. So, you know, is it an English muffin? Is it a sourdough slice? Is it a bun of some sort? You know, it could be many things, but the quality of the bread and how it's prepared is key. And and you'll know that even when you go to like a fast food place, that's kind of like, you know, one of their main staples is a breakfast sandwich. In our case here in Canada, it's probably Tim Hortons. Um, You can 99% of Canadians, you can ask them, they'll have said that they've tasted a Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich. You get it on English muffin. Sometimes that English muffin's toasted well. Sometimes they barely put it in the toaster and it's kind of limp and soggy. And it's like, that doesn't Corn, do it for me. Mealy, mealy terrible. Yeah, me, exactly. Terrible. So for me- Crime, punishable by law, it should be. The source of the sandwich, the bread, however, whatever your hands touch when you hold that item is important. Then for me, the egg is important. For me, it's it's not technically a breakfast sandwich until there's an egg in it. 
Um, and so for me, the egg is important in it. And is the egg cooked to um, in a manner which I, I can appreciate in that particular bun? And then for me, the third component that makes the uh, sandwich a sandwich, a breakfast sandwich, is some sort of meat source or some sort of equivalency. So is there bacon? Is there sausage? Is it home sausage? Or is it, you know, um, you know the beyond meat? Uh, but there has to be some component like that. With regards to anything else, the greens and whatnot, that I can take or leave, whether you put what avocado in What about the dairy? Some mayo, mayo or cheese or anything creamy. Do you care about that? I do. I do. Like, so those are the three key components. Then right. what you do to elevate it will tell me a lot about those what, are what all you the think about. So for Good. me, some sort of mayo, uh, aioli, uh, some sort of sauce in there is going to really sell it. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Like I said, if you're going to put a green in there, what are you going to do with that green? Are you going to make it a little bit spicy? Are you going to put avocado? Are you going to put a hot sauce? What's going to, what's going to differentiate you? And I will always take cheese with my, uh, breakfast sandwich. Uh, so that, Tell us that's something what, that's we don't gonna... know, bro, huh? Tell us something yeah. we don't know about Marco yeah. Timpano. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I, I like what that. What about I you? Think... What about Buddy, you? Bread is number one. Bread is yeah. number one with any sandwich. And um, as I've said before on this podcast, you are listening to the voice of Ali Hassan, aka the Hassanwich um, yes. man from 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 many years ago. I mean, I, I really pride myself on sandwiches in general, but bread is key. Bread is key because you can put seventeen of the most expensive, wonderful, yep. unbelievable imported marinated uh you know <laughs> artisanal ingredients in your sandwich and it's all for nothing for nothing yeah if your bread is stale or dry or not prepped the way you want it to be so bread is everything and yeah, that goes even for the pizzas and stuff like this you know everything that, that where bread is a vehicle you yes. need it to be decent right like you i always say bad pizza is still pizza and it's not the end of the world sandwich i couldn't disagree more yeah. I couldn't disagree more. I, I just, I don't like the sandwich and I'll, 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 I'll banish it to the bin if I have to. If it's, it's, the if the difficult component to get beyond. Yes. Is the, it's is the, the sandwich part. Because, you know, you yeah. could have, like you said, Wagyu beef in there, but if the sand, if the, if you're eating it on stale bread, all you're going to remember is the stale bread. You could have, let's say wilted lettuce or greens that aren't the freshest or the best but the bread and the meat and the other items are good, you'll overlook it. But if the bread's bad, you, you start oh. off on the, on the worst foot possible. Right. Yeah. Very similar to the way I'm uh, working very hard to overcome uh, the fact that you pronounced it Wagyu instead of Wagyu. But, you know, these are not important things. Uh, in the end, I'm able to overlook it and we we move forward. Let's get into this list, buddy. You, uh, sure. You're like our. You're not only the host, but you are also our research correspondent. Let me just a say, man this is, on the street, man this, on the ground. This has been a labor of hate. So my <laughs> wife gets fixated with lists, right? So she's like, "We got to try all these sandwiches." I'm like, "Really?" And I was even chatting with her today. I'm like, "We had three sandwiches in one week." She goes, "We did not have three sandwiches." I go, "That's what it felt like." It got to a certain point where I couldn't eat any more breakfast sandwiches. She goes, "We didn't have three. I go, "We had two. I know for a fact." She goes, "We did have two. And I was like, "It was just too much, man. Trying mm. to conquer this list within a month or however long what her timeline was, but it was like intense. It was intense. And you know, I feel for food critics who have to go to different restaurants and eat you know, food and try sample a lot and stuff. At a certain point, you're like, no more, please. You were, you, you even say it when you were a judge in the rib fest, right? I yeah. think I was reading your book, right? It's like, oh my God, like. Yeah, please have some mercy on us. Yeah. Uh, can we, can we get a couple of people to just withdraw from the competition right now? And that's ribs, right? Yeah. 
something you love. Same thing yeah. with breakfast sandwiches. I should be enjoying this fully, but after a while, sure. it's like yeah. I'm death by a thousand sandwiches is what it feels like. All right. So he, so there were some challenges going down this list. And I'm going to start with number 10. The biggest challenge that we, we faced was you're on a top 10 list, right? For your breakfast sandwich. And then you make it impossible for us to attain that breakfast sandwich. In other words, they're on this top list. You go to get it. And they're like, sorry, we stopped serving the sandwich at 11. And I'm like, what? What? Like, this is impossible. Or we only serve the sandwich on Thursdays and Sundays. And it's like, how? That's so random. Like you're on a list for your breast breakfast sandwich. People want to come and enjoy it and you're making it very difficult. And that's what happened with number 10. We tried to go there and they were like, sorry, we, we sold out. We're, we're done with them. Like uh, we stopped serving them at 11. And it was like, uh. yeah, I think, I think this goes to two, this speaks to two things. Number one, what different people's definition of uh, breakfast time is. Sure. And I think for you, Marco, as long as you're eating it before noon, it's it's breakfast because it's yeah. your first meal and you're a guy who wakes up with coffee and you don't eat anything else for a few hours. And uh, whereas most people, it's a breakfast sandwich. So sure. it's like, it's the early thing, you know, and I would be um, where you and I differ. I'd be, I'd be there in the early morning. A, I hate lineups. Right. I spent a lot of time in a lot of lineups, freezing, being overlooked, right? My teens, my 20s. I've made some promises to myself. There's no more. Sure. There, there's no lineups. There, there has to be a damn good reason. I, you know, there has to be a, a funeral procession and in the casket is somebody I really love. And that's Fair. why I'm in this line. Otherwise, I can't do it anymore. So I'll go to great lengths to avoid those lineups, including getting up at seven to get to a place that opens at eight. And being one of the first 10 people and I'm seated and I'm like, we're comfortable. We're good. Later, we can go back and nap, you know? Right. Right. Listen, I hear I what you're saying. You know, I'm the first to complain about that. Like breakfast should be at these, these places have the right to say, sorry, we stopped serving breakfast. And you know what? You know, my mind agrees with it. My heart wanted to have the thing you're and you're on right the list. There. Your but, heart and your stomach. Let's yeah, say your stomach but, also, I think. But I have to I have to concede on that point. I have to concede on that point. If the restaurant's like, we stop serving breakfast at this time, that's just our rules, I will respect those rules. I might not be happy with it, but I'm not going to be that person who's like, oh, you need to, you need to this, you need to that, right? Yeah. Um, so, so you I'll, will I'll, complain I'll, about it on your podcast, yes. that you co host, but otherwise, yeah. uh, what yeah. are you going to do? You're not going to be a, you know, about but it. like, I mean, if, if, if my breakfast sandwich was on a list, the top 10, then I would be like, oh, you can get it up till three o'clock. Okay. That's so me. this is why I was saying it speaks to two things. Number yeah. one, the definition of breakfast timing, but also yeah. it speaks to this to me. I, immediately it comes into my mind because we met Suresh Das, fantastic yes. Torontonian uh, food guide, um, you know, food kind of historian for local communities here. And, um, you know, he goes... I, like I learned this many years ago about movie reviewers, movie reviewers watch the movie twice, right? right? They, they make sure if they, if they are a movie reviewer worth their, uh, worth their weight. Okay. Right? Worth, worth the, the money they're printed on. Sure. I don't know what they're saying is buddy, but they, they would always watch it twice. Cause number one, you could be affected by somebody's around you talking Shh. at the time, some popcorn crunching, some this and that you watch it twice to really fully appreciate the movie before you write a review. Right. Suresh does the same thing right. with, uh, with, with restaurants, he goes once, uh, cause we also live in a world where, um, restaurateurs are a little bit weary, yes. probably more than a little bit weary of these influencers right. who show up and expect meals. Suresh is going out of his way to be like, I, I'm not trying to get anything from you. Right. 
All I want to do is profile you either in the magazine that I edit or in the, on the, the CBC radio morning show that right. I'm a, a food columnist for or this. And so he needs to earn their trust. He also wants to make sure that he didn't go and have it on an off day or he didn't go have right, it on right. a good day and then normally it's off. So this is the thing you hope for, but what do we really know? Yeah. The person who did all this breakfast sandwich eating, I mean, it's quite a top 10 yeah. I, I'm hoping it's like three or four people who combine the list sure. and then they work together. But if it's one person, it's pretty crazy. And are they going back a second time? And are they really learning about when it's available? What, so, you know, we're keen to sort of be like, come on, restaurant. Right. This is your moment to shine. But were they even aware at the time they were going to be profiled? Did they get enough heads up? Are they, you know, I don't know. Now, if everybody was very clear with everybody, and everyone knew exactly what was coming, then at the end of the day, you also have to accept sometimes some restaurants just don't care about making more money. You're right. You're right. And we've some seen those places and you're like, yep. hold on a second, whatever. The Grand Prix is in town. Sure. The something's here. Yep. You didn't want to stay open for lunch past two. There's a hundred thousand more people in the city. But you didn't want that. And I respect that more than I respect anything because from my perspective for decades, decades, I always hated the customers always right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Thing. I'm like, you're not, you're a moron, just like most customers are. Mm -hmm. And if I want to have some respect for my food, for my time, for my health and wellness, my mental, my sanity, yeah. I'm going to close when I'm going to close. Also, I'm you making know what? a good enough living. I'm not greedy for anything. more. I, 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 I agree with you. I highlight that point because sometimes, you know, you're prepare, you're prepping for breakfast and you're making your breakfast at a certain point. You're like, I got to get ready for the lunch and the dinner and the dinner shifts that I have to do and how I have to prep for those. So I need to put these eggs and all the accoutrements that go with it away till tomorrow because now we're into lunch service. And right then, yeah. and you know, you've said it before where it's like you respect a restaurant that says we do this, we, this is the way we do it. And, and we're not going to alter it. And I have to respect that too, because I value that. I, I value a restaurant that, that, that loves their food enough to say when they won't make it. And mm -hmm. if they can't make it consistent all hours of the day, they're just going to, and they're just ready for it for breakfast. And that's just the way it has to be. And I'm yeah. the one who, and truly I've been back to those restaurants that, so it happened to us twice or maybe it was three times. We went to one restaurant and we just got in line. Even though we got in line before 1130, by the time we got to the door, it was 1130. And they're like, sorry, we stopped making them. And I bought their croissants. Well, some of the best croissants I had went back another day. Once again, didn't make it in time. And I bought their, whatever else they had, their sourdough bread and whatnot. It was fantastic. <laughs> and they, and I still went back. Cause now at this point, it's like, <laughs> I have to, I have to. The have to, but yeah. also. Mm -hmm. To their credit, they're yeah. giving you good croissants. Imagine those yeah. croissants were stale. Imagine they were just Kaiser loafs yeah. disguised no. as croissants. You would no. have been like, I'm not coming back. No. I wasted my time. This is a sunk cost. Never going to see you again. And they tempted you with great yeah, croissants. And then and I went and they had a lot to live up to because this was like the third or fourth time I went yeah. and they delivered. So I have to say. They delivered. That's yeah. amazing. Um, and is that a place that was on this yes. list? Yes. Okay. Yes. You'll let us know when we yeah. get to it. So, so, so number, I, I, I don't know if I should this list. I don't know if I should mention the names of the, of the people on the list, but, but what do you want? Uh, maybe not. Okay. Maybe so not. I'll say maybe this. Not. Okay. 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 I, yeah, you I, know what? I'm telling you, torontolife.com. Yeah. Go to 10 best breakfast sandwiches. Take a look for yourself. You know what you could do? Just describe your, your favorite three yeah. that you had and, and why you like them. So I had seven out of the 10. 
And we Jeez. tried, we tried to go this morning because we knew we were gonna we were gonna record. <laughs> And we did everything we could, Amanda and I, and they, and we knew we weren't going to get to the location because it was a little bit far from where we were at in time. So we didn't get to it. So I was like, so instead we had a Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich so I could gauge it, these sandwiches in my mind to what is sort of the standard if you, if you need a quick breakfast and all of them are much better than the, than the Tim Hortons, uh, sort of standard. Got it. I will say So number, so like going through it. You know, I have to say there was one that was really far out of the city. It was in Scarborough. Amanda went to get it, brought it to me. So I didn't get it fresh the way it's meant to be eaten. Didn't love the bun, but I could see how people would love the bun. And it was the least expensive. So for the money, you got huge value. It was humongous. They didn't spare any expense with regards to the size and what you got in it. So I totally respect that. Even though it wasn't for me, it wasn't my favorite by far. I respected the fact that they give you the value for the money. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a fan of theirs and I would love to go back and, and see what else they have. Um, there was one that was on focaccia bread. I, you know, it just didn't work for me, Ali. I like an egg to look like an egg. It was kind of a frittata type thing. I like my frittatas and my sandwiches on their own. Okay. I'm not yet. Yeah, Cause a frittata is its own thing. Breakfast mm. sandwich is its thing. When you put them together, too much going on for me. Not what I'm going to go for. What if there was some bacon, thin thin bacon or prosciutto slid in there? Would that light up the focaccia at all? Or is it just... Because I find like... A, sorry, not the focaccia. Light up the frittata bit. Because I find when the frittata is too thick, I don't enjoy that in a sandwich either. Yeah, it's too... Because... And once again, I'm going to say this. I've said it a million times on the show. You know... As an Italian, frittata is a dish that's eaten on its own. You don't try to put it on a pizza. You don't try to make a burger out of it. You don't try to, you know, throw it into a a pasta dish. Frittata is frittata, and that's how it's had, right? So, you know, sometimes I think I sometimes I think in North America we try to do too much, and so Mm -hmm. it's like this is frittata is great. Breakfast sandwiches are great. That's an egg. This is a sandwich. Let's put them together, and then all of a sudden. You, two, you know, two wrongs or two rights make a wrong in this case. Okay. So that did, line that you just uttered, yeah. I think sometimes in North America, we try to do too much. I'm going to revisit that, but that's a great thing that you just said. And I think oh, that's yeah. really, really like, it's a bit of a problem in some cases, but anyway. Okay. So then we go on what uh, your favorites. Okay. I'm going to go to my, 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 my top ones. All right. And I'm going to actually mention the, the places cause they are top, but you know, you, you gauge it with in your, in your city, wherever you're listening, Use your measure, your your gauges to see what what works for you. But there's a place called When the Pig Comes Home. So full disclosure, full disclosure. I don't know. I'm saying full disclosure as if I'm a, a yeah. investor in them. I, full disclosure. What I really mean is, and by the way, I love this place so much that they also make patties, beef patties, yeah. veggie patties. I had them uh, cater the um, my book launch. Yeah, that's how much I love this and, place. So and yeah. rightly so. So it's not a big place, right? It's not a. No. It, it's it's a mom and pop shop. It's it's like they don't have a chain of and, restaurants. And by the way, they just moved. It's bigger than it used to be. Yeah. It used to be across the street, and it was um, it was smaller. So it's it's even bigger and still so, small. So this particular breakfast sandwich they have is an off menu item. And it's in a patty. So they make the sandwich, the breakfast sandwich in a Jamaican patty. And Amanda, Amanda went and because there's, it's difficult to find parking around it. Like everything that could work against this place, we encounter (laughs) and still 
they make me want to go back for more. I will face no parking. I will face the time it takes to make it. I will face the fact that it's an off menu item. And when Amanda said, I, we'd like the breakfast sandwich, she's like, oh, it's an off menu item. It's going to take 30 minutes thinking that that would discourage her. She's like, I'll wait. And I'm waiting in the car. I'm like, what's going on? How long does it take to make a breakfast sandwich? You know, if I go through a, mm. a Tim Hortons drive-through, once again, the, the base standard, I'm getting it within three minutes, right? I waited 30 minutes and it was worth every second of frustration and wait time because it was phenomenal. I love it. And one hope. It was phenomenal. One hopes that it goes from off menu to on menu now that it's been profiled in um, Canada's largest cities, uh, you know, foremost uh, arts and culture magazine here. Yeah. It's not an arts and culture magazine, whatever, lifestyle magazine. It's everything. Yeah. So this no. this is the perfect amalgamation of the type of bread. Once again, it's a flatbread. It's a Jamaican patty that is, and, and the quality of meat and how the eggs were prepped. You could tell they were they were not they were eggs that were made by hand with care. They were cooked on a they were cooked on a grill or a skillet or in a pan. They weren't just kind of like zip open a pouch it's in the form of an egg throw it on there right and when you go here i don't care what time you go you you have to be prepared to wait they even have a sign i'm I'm paraphrasing but it's something to the effect of good food takes time yeah please be prepared to wait yeah they're telling you this is what this waiting is a part of the game here if anything should be a symbol of the slow food movement in our city when it's done right, it's when the pig come when the pig came home. And you can go to whenthepighamehome.ca. If you're visiting Toronto, definitely have your breakfast sandwich there. It's not in the most – you're not going to a, a touristy part of the city. You're going to a very sort of, you know, Torontonian – that's where people go to work part of the city. Um, but you're going it's, to – it's fantastic. I recommend it. All right. So then the other – so I'm going to pick three. I'm going to pick my top three, okay? And I just want to say that – so – we have a Vespa, Amanda and I, that we use in particular in the summer because you don't have to pay for parking, right? So what we'll often do is we will, when we're going somewhere, we'll share the share the destination on our phones so we can follow and know when our spouse gets to the destination, destination right? Hmm. So she's going to visit friends and she's like, and it's kind of far, you know, on the Vespa, you always want to be careful because cars, you know, you, you want to make sure no one gets hurt and whatnot. So she's like, I'll share my destination with you. So I'm watching her get to our friend's house in the lease side and I see her go to Lazy Daisy, which is one of the places I wanted to go to for a breakfast sandwich. She went on her own, got a breakfast sandwich for her and (laughs) our friend went to the friend's house to eat it and didn't think to turn off the location for me to follow her as she goes to the one place. That was the one place I'll where I'm like, I can't wait to try there. We literally just read an article, my wife and I, about why tracking your children's devices is bad. Yeah. And this is why, because you never stop tracking. You you never stop tracking. This is the problem. You never stop. You'll do it, you know, oh, we just want to do it until they're this, until they're this. The until never comes. You still want to do it when they're away at school. You still want to do it. And this is why, because then you become adults like Marco and his yeah. wife Amanda who are still tracking each other and wondering who is eating my sandwich right now. I Amanda. watched Get her home. on a map break my culinary heart is what I have to say. I watched <laughs> so, her on a map go to the restaurant I wanted to go to. All right. So I have yet to try that one. Okay. Oh my it. God. Awful. I can't oh, believe it ends with dude. you still having time. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Dude. Right. Okay. So this Lazy other sandwich, this other breakfast sandwich, the place that turned us away three times that I bought croissants three times is called Emmer's, Emmer Toronto. It's really close to my house on Harvard Street. 
And I got to say, I was, I was pissed because it was like by minutes we missed the cutoff. And so we buy these croissants and I'm like miserable. I'm like, okay, we'll buy these fucking croissants. And the croissants were fantastic. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. We'll come back. We'll come back. Came back. And my friend, the meat that they put in there, the way they cooked it was fantastic. It was seasoned. There was a bit of spice. It worked with yep. the egg. It is house, uh, it's a sausage patty that's cured and ground in house. Yep. That's oh, buddy, buddy. You know what? And what's funny is I don't remember their bread, but I remember, I remember, I don't, because I, I remember how great their croissants are, but the, the, you know how I said the, the bread is so important. I feel like the bread did its job because I really tasted all the other items. I could, I could mm. pick out the spices. The cheese was melted. The, the, the actual eggs were fantastic. They worked well with the, um, the meat and the proportions were right. Sometimes when you get a breakfast sandwich that just has bacon, you get one or two strips of bacon and you get so much egg that you're like, do I even taste the bacon? Like what's going on here? Right. Oh, that's here you tasted yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Once you're putting like, you don't need two eggs in a sandwich. Yeah. Let me just say that. Let me just yeah. go on record. Yeah. You don't need a two egg omelet. You don't need two scrambled. If you do get a second sandwich, but your one sandwich, sorry, knock okay. the that's your pet peeve. It's all good. Your one sandwich. I talk with my hands and I get passionate, folks. You do. I'm very sorry about uh, smashing my laptop. But um, yeah, you you don't need more than one egg. Because yeah. if you have more than one egg, you need to increase the ratio of everything else you're putting. You're right. right. And now it's an unmanageably large sandwich and you're just not getting enough of every single thing you mm -hmm. want to taste in there. That is my number one egg tip about uh you know breakfast sandwiches you don't need more than one egg in it doesn't yeah. matter what you're yeah. doing yeah. now the number one on the toronto life list happens to also be my number one and i gotta say this they opened this place during the pandemic so mm. if the challenge wasn't already there for them you know they're they're climbing up a hill to really kind of make make their mark and quite honestly the best breakfast sandwich i've ever had and Suresh Das, who I respect 100% completely, he's a better man than me because he'll go twice, like you said, to ensure that the quality, that there was nothing that impeded what he was having. This mm. would be the place that I would take him, that I'd be like, all right, you've taken me. I got to take you here. But I know he's already been. I know. I can tell you by where it was. <laughs> I know he's been there. It's called Alma Igils. Well, I'll tell you on this list that I am looking at, yeah. it's an unbeatable picture it is the best picture of all the sandwiches the rest of them look good and some mm. of them look a little messy and some of them are yeah. like that's a bit too large yeah. that doesn't seem to make sense and that looks like that's going to get out of control that one looks like the bun yeah. is going to slide off the, uh, the, the the ingredients real quick or the ingredients are going to slide out of the bun i should say mm -hmm. but this one looks the best no it is, okay this is, is a good looking sandwich this sandwich here it, what it looks like and what you get, it's even better when you get it in real life. And they have caution stickers on it saying the yolk will explode. You, this mm -hmm. is going to be messy. I have okay. stains on my car because my wife had gotten the sandwich before <laughs> me, ate it in the car, made a mess on the seat. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? She's like, it's egg. I'm like, how am I going to get this out of the seat? You know, we have the seats that have the little holes in yeah, the fabric and stuff. Yeah. So there's there like forever, eggs yeah. stuck there. I'm like, I don't know. I've got to get this steam clean now. Right. She goes, I didn't expect it. I'm like the sticker say, she goes, I know, <laughs> I know. I realize now you take a bite. <laughs> egg is going to squirt. You just have to be prepared, man. You just got to yeah. be like, all right, we're going. And I love, 
I love the fact that you made me a, sa- a breakfast sandwich with an egg that is hot and that is not cooked to all heaven. That is yeah. like, you know, got some got some run to it. The, the yolk was runny. It was just everything about this sandwich was perfect from the egg being runny from the warning sign from the meat from everything the avocado everything they had in there worked perfectly it was fantastic i would go back every day for breakfast that's how good this place was so let me describe this yeah. sandwich to you and there's roasty in it too there's potato roasty in it too. Say oh. it. yeah i thought oh, you missed it sorry i thought you so, missed it yeah 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 um so you know i was going to tell you about my favorite breakfast sandwiches and this these guys are doing everything perfectly on paper and you of course are taking it beyond the paper and telling me exactly how well it well it was done a squishy brioche bun first of all brioche bun that's you're already in a great place then an over easy egg love an over easy egg that's a great idea avocado slices always want something creamy instead of a mayonnaise or something like that i would always veer towards avocado it adds a little bit of uh, freshness but what is the best thing to put on avocado to highlight even more freshness Squeeze of lime. They yes. put a squeeze of lime, yep. which almost nobody does. How many things I've eaten in my life that I said just a little bit of lime. I had a, I had a company called Lime Catering, by mm-hmm. the way, for many years. So big proponent over here. But also to this day, I had a bean corn pepper salad the other day. So bland. There's cumin in it. There's just, there was a little bit too little salt and lime would have just lit the whole thing up. Anyway, lime and the avocado, a sheet of crispy fried cheddar. Yes. So they fry the cheddar yes. and then put it on. Yes. Then a caramelized onion sauce, which I think is great for a little sweetness. And then my mouth is watering. A crunchy base layer of potato roasty, as you said. And you know what? I always like a little bit of hot sauce. This has no mention of it, and I'm nope. okay with that. That's yeah. how great the picture looks. That's how great your ex- your, explore- your um, explanation of it is, your description. The potato. I, I have saliva in my mouth like crazy yeah. right now. I can barely explain. The potato roasty acts like a bounty paper towel, as it <laughs> helps to absorb what squishes out of your egg. It helps. Uh, it helps to keep the the avocado from slip sliding to mm-hmm. keep your uh, bun intact, and they give it to you in the perfect um, wrapping so that you can hold it and ensure that you know it stays as as clean as possible um even yeah, though my to catch my, the, yeah to catch yeah. my wife Your decided wife to take it completely to... out of there because she doesn't like yeah. the feel of paper and it's all over my car now um but but you know what i don't even care because it was that good that i'm like i get it i get that it just has to happen with it it does what it does and you just gotta go along for the ride so alma Gil, definitely check it out the parking's questionable there because it's a little strip it's a little tiny strip plaza, so there's not too much parking. It's in the middle of nowhere Toronto. Like, it's right in Toronto, but it's, like, nowhere you would go to unless you were going solely there. And it's worth the drive to get there, or it's worth the walk or, or transit there. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, uh, Marco? Mm-hmm. You went against what you said. You said a good breakfast sandwich for me has uh, egg yes. and some kind of meat. These guys forwent the meat and you still loved it. Wait, they didn't have meat in it? I no meat, not. my friend. You didn't mention it. Oh, man. As You're you right. were talking. They don't. And that's what you can do with a great sandwich. Yeah. That's probably because the crispy fried cheddar has yeah. that kind of bacon crispness. 
and then the potato roasty takes also the the, the, the oh, Christmas, man. right? So yeah, yeah, how do you like that? I think I think you're right. I think they don't have any meat on their menu. I could be wrong, but it's like, oh, now that you say it, see, there you proved I proved myself wrong. This this list proved me wrong. They're that good. They are that yeah. good. No, no, yeah, I don't good. think it's proving you wrong. I think yeah. it's just like. The, exactly. This is how good a sandwich yeah. can be sometimes, make you forget about what you think you valued in a sandwich. Yep. On that note, yes. I'm going to talk about two sandwiches okay. that I love, two breakfast sandwiches. Please. Number one, have you ever seen the movie Spanglish? Yes, I have. Many years ago, many years ago now, Adam Sandler Adam in Sandler. one of his you know rare, at that time, it was very rare to see him in serious roles. Now it's a little bit more common. A couple of Netflix films, which are fantastic that he's done, uh, right? Um, right. Um, uh, gemstones yeah hidden gems i believe it's called hidden gems i yes. mean and then the other one where he's the basketball coach fantastic but yeah. back then you didn't see it very often so he's in this movie spanglish and he makes this late night snack and i remember even at that time just watching and being like what's he doing what's he making yeah. it turns out that snack is something that thomas keller french laundry san francisco famous yes. ship led him through and taught him how to make so there's a video online. We'll have a link to it in our, our show notes. There's a video of Thomas Keller making it as Adam Sandler uh, watches on. And my friend Q once said to me, he goes, man, you got to come over to my house and make that sandwich. And I go, you live with your parents. <laughs> and as a Muslim boy, we're probably not getting that bacon in. Right. And he said, yes, that is true. That's going to be a tough one. So we made it without the bacon at first. And then when we were in places where we could make it with the bacon, we would, we would, but it's, it's really quite simple. It's eight things total. Beautiful. Um, first of all, the bread, he suggests, uh, two thick slices of rustic white bread toasted and hot. I have substituted, you know, different types of sourdough, country loaf, this kind of stuff. When you're in that space, you got a great, as long as it's fresh bread, right. you're in a great place. Uh, a teaspoon of unsalted butter goes on one of the slices of the bread as it comes out, toasted and hot. A tablespoon of mayonnaise is the third ingredient. That okay. goes on the other slice of bread. Yum. And now inside the the, the, the bread, you are putting, the, he, he says, slick, thick slices of bacon. And then he says, Monterey Jack cheese. So now because we didn't have bacon, we got much more flavorful cheese. We got stronger cheese, okay. strong cheddars, um, strong a habanero cheddar we okay. had done as well. It's kind of but there's bacon, cheese, tomato, and butter lettuce. And then one large fried egg on top. You slice it. I had never had a sandwich where an egg was runny. Yeah. But when it fills the holes of the bread. Of course. And when it drips down and you have extra bread and there's not a lot of egg yolk in other pieces and you can sort of dip it yep. into this egg. That you, it was a revelation to me. And, um, you know, James Brooks, famous writer and director who, yes. who did, who did direct and write Spanglish called it the world's greatest sandwich. I don't know about world's greatest, right. but it's, it's this perfect intersection of simplicity and deliciousness. Yeah. You're not overdoing it. Of course, I would always put a few drops of a hot sauce on sure, it for myself. Yep. I would always do it. That's my thing. Um, he would also put salt on it, which he doesn't put in these ingredients, but right. in the video he does, he does use salt. Uh, I find that that's a little bit more than you need once you have four slices of bacon. Right, right. Fair. But I mean, um, you know, we didn't have the bacon, so I was always using the salt. Sure. But uh, yeah, it is a terrific sandwich. You can find, look up Thomas Kill, Thomas Keller's BLT fried egg cheese sandwich or Thomas Keller's sandwich, or look up Spanglish and then we'll have it in the show notes. Beautiful. 
But then I wanted to give a little shout out to, and, and you know, I've mentioned this before. I'm, I experiment with a lot of plant-based eating. Yes. And I'll tell you something. Um, and the reason I thought about this is that brioche bun and then the, and then the, um, the English muffins. And for me, I do like, you know, I'll tell you, you come from Pakistan, India, the classic Pakistani breakfast is very heavy. It's got no get up. You've got no get up and go left in you Love once it. you had it. It's really like back to Napsville. You are not being expected to do anything productive after a Pakistani breakfast of this fried bread, which is called paratha, often stuffed with potatoes or some kind of meat or cauliflower. And then this, you know, sometimes we have this halim, which is like a meat and lentil stew. And they, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Chickpea, all these things. And a lot of it, and a lot of oil, and it's pretty heavy. Yeah, but is that does that is that indicative of the fact that perhaps the the Pakistanis who should be eating this are the people who then go work hard, and this maybe you don't work hard enough breakfast. for that kind of a breakfast? Ah, that's funny. I uh, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of these foods, yeah, are meant for farmers. Yeah, because a farmer can digest every single thing in there, and but the rest of us. You know, IT nerds and uh, <laughs> car drivers and people who are like sitting in their chairs. Sure. Podcasters. Are eating the same food. Podcasters. We're sitting in our chairs and we think we can do the same thing. And it's yeah. not, it, we should be doing it once a month. Yeah. That's what we should be doing. Yes. Whereas a farmer could do it five days a week and not right. think twice about it. Right. So I really like, as I told you, one sandwich, one sandwich with one egg. If you're going to have, yes. if, if, you, if that's not enough for you, because it is a, you're insanely hungover or you have been working on the farm, you make two of the exact same sandwiches. Got it. This vegan bre breakfast sandwich, the ideal situation is a brioche bun, but it's hard to find good vegan brioche buns. Right. right? So this is the problem there. But even let's say, let's take a good toasted um, sourdough, Egg, uh, you know, um, McMuffin. Uh, what do you call it? English muffin. English muffin. I can't get okay. the word Mick out of my mind. Yeah. Um, they, that's how good McDonald's has been. It's made the muffin Marketing, the sure, muffin yeah. for me. Yeah. But you take an English muffin, and on one side of it, so you create some kind of a, a a spread with beans. So you can make it chickpeas or white beans. They can be canned in a small blender. You puree. Uh, the, some of the beans, some olive oil, some garlic, and yes. then some herbs, parsley, basil, oregano, cilantro, whatever sure. you want. You have this herby, garlicky bean spread. Okay. And it's also got some protein because of the beans. You can add tahini to that if you like. Say, I was going to say you could do hummus, like a, a version of hummus. You could do a hummus. Sure. But I think when you make it yourself, it's like, uh, you know, it really, there's, there's a, and I'm, I'm going to be constantly... I'm going to be constantly talking about making things yourself because sure. it's the one thing we have left to beat these insane prices. Uh, I, I found myself so furious at, at a particular uh, a grocery chain owner in Canada. He owns the Loblaws chain yep. and he was trying to act like he's a hero to all yep. Canadians because he's frozen the prices because he doesn't want Canadian. Hey, man, you could have frozen those prices yep. in 2020 in 2021 or any other time this year, but you froze them when they're at an all-time high. You know, families right. can barely afford half of the things you sell. And now you're acting like, so everybody knew he was full of shit. Yes. And so what we have left is this, this, this idea that we can buy things in bulk and we can make things ourselves. When yeah. you're making pre-made things, when you're making it. So I, I'm going to recommend you make your own 
spread, whether it's a hummus or a, a white bean puree or whatever it is. I think that is an amazing thing. And then for the sort of the meaty interior, you can definitely have a, th- a slice of firm tofu. Sure. My preference is the following. Okay. You, you take a sweet potato and you take eggplant and you cut thin slices of both of them. Okay. You fry the eggplant. It has to be fr- fried in, in sure. a fair amount of oil. This is, this is, you know, there's some oil in there and you want it to be crisp. And that's the crispness that you got from that fried cheddar. And that's that crispness you got from the roasty. Yes. You want some crispness on this eggplant. This eggplant's going to sit for a little bit and you're going to fry the sweet potatoes so that they have this meaty texture. Right. You can alternate. It's a nice look to have an alternate sort of eggplant slice, sweet potato slice, eggplant, sweet potato. And on the other, on the other bun, on the other side of your uh, English muffin, some avocado. Again, with lime, with salt. In the avocado is a great place to put a little bit of habanero pepper, some hot sauce, and then arugula for bite. And I personally find, you know, for a breakfast sandwich, arugula, 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 as you pronounce well, it. Well, that's how Easy. I say it, but I, I wouldn't yes, dare arugula. correct you because I, I understand I'm people have different to, ways of pronouncing things. Wagyu, wagyu, you know. It's nice that you understand that. Uh, arugula. <laughs> Some people say salmon. They hit, they hit the L like you do. I, Other people I pronounce it properly. My, I blame my mother for that. <laughs> uh, almond. Almond I used to say for a long time. People would be like, what did you just say? Almond? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, Very offensive. Very offensive to a lot of people. I apologize to everyone. Uh, But arugula, I also recommend for that Thomas Keller sandwich. Okay. I really think that that's the one thing over butter lettuce. Arugula really has a nice thing. But butter lettuce also has this nice crunch to it. Anyway, as if you're not getting enough crunch from the bacon. But uh, I think a vegan breakfast sandwich for a little bit of something you can make at home. If you don't want to fry bacon, if you don't want sort of, you know, bacon is one of those things. Not everybody's home is equipped to to do a ton of frying. Usually they're baking it in the oven or they're not making it. But I think a vegan breakfast sandwich is also a nice break. If you're going to have, you know, heavy meat the next day, it's um, again, as I said, a bean puree with herbs and garlic, eggplant and sweet potato, avocado, arugula, and, uh, and you're off to the races. It's- and if you want it vegetarian, I would put in a little bit of strong, cheddar cheese in there. There you go. Well, it sounds substantial even without the cheddar cheese. Like, you know, whenever people think vegan dishes, it's like, "Uh, but is it going to do the trick for me or am I going to be left wanting? And this one seems like it's, it's a flavor bomb and it's not going to leave you wanting. It's not, it's not a light dish. That's for sure. It's not light. It's not light. It's got some meat to it. And again, Oh, like you got fried eggplant in there. That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. And you've got I mean, the protein in there too. Like, like the, the white bean, like you've got all the elements that you would have in a non-vegan breakfast sandwich. I agree, buddy. I agree. And you make sure there's lime in your avocado. Let me say that. Always, always. Um, and what do you have a drink yes, in mind? Yes. Buddy? Let's I, go back to our, our roots of promoting drinking and eating together. What is a good breakfast? So drink? buddy, like, you know, you, you said this, you said like, okay, we're gonna do this breakfast sandwich episode, but we have to have a drink. You got to figure out what the drink would be that you have with this. Right. So when you think breakfast and people think what beverage goes with breakfast, they automatically always go to something orange based. So like a mimosa or a Bellini, which I know is peach and not orange, but they go to that area of, we got to, we got to bring in Prosecco or champagne and we got to orange it up. And it's like, you know what? I don't think that's going to hold up to a breakfast sandwich. I don't think that's the right 
I don't think that's going to hold up to like a lighter fare, like an egg dish on a plate that you're going to have in a French type bistro place. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'll grant you that. But not with these kind of breakfast sandwiches, not with these power packed uh, breakfast sandwiches that have meat, eggs, they're hearty, they're heavy, they're filling. So me, if you want some booze with this breakfast dish, what you do is you start with coffee and you make it an Irish coffee. You make it whatever kind of coffee that you want with a bit of booze in it, whether that be rum, uh, whether that be whiskey, uh, Jack Daniels, you know, um, uh, Irish whiskey, of course, Bailey's. Simple as that. Figure out what alcohol that you like with your coffee and you put a shot of that in there, that's going to hold up to a breakfast sandwich. Now, if the breakfast sandwich is going to have some um, island flavors, uh, then I would say go go for rum. Go for a dark rum, a little bit dark rum into your, into your uh, coffee. If you want to put a little butter and make it like a rum butter coffee, more power to you, right? I think these are going to sit well because we think of coffee as a breakfast drink. You add whatever booze you want in there with your, with your uh, breakfast sandwich. I think it's a delightful combination. Okay. All right. That's, yeah. I didn't expect you to go there. Yeah. I was taking bets in my mind. I thought something gin based. I, I think of all the boozes, mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, like when I have a beer in the evening, it sort of gets my energy going. If I have a beer before noon, even before like 3 PM, sure. I find myself getting quite tired. Right. I don't know why time of day affects it. And I find the same thing with whiskeys, mm-hmm. scotches. I just don't, they just don't work for daytime for me. Rum, sure, but rum in the day is usually associated with a very lively time. You're on a resort somewhere, yes, you know, at a wedding somewhere. Okay, so now you're like, okay, this maybe it's the environment. But gin, I found, I have found, is the one thing where it's it got a bit of it's got a bit of a pick me up vibe, Mm -hmm. and uh, and the gin and tonic, just those flavors, I think might go well with. uh, you know, where a white wine is just enough for your sort of frittata or your light sure. breakfast, when you add more to your breakfast and some sodium and some flavor mm. and some heat, I found a gin and tonic, um, I don't know, comes in and, and makes things nice. What are Listen, your thoughts on that? a gin and tonic is one of those classic drinks that's going to go well, even on its own. You're like, you know what? I'm in between meals. What do I have? It's floral. It, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, scents too. There's an aroma. There's uh, it, it, it dances on the palate, right? Uh, a, a good quality gin can do, can do a lot. You combine it with tonic. It has a real grounding way of quenching your thirst. I don't think it holds up to a sandwich like this. I think that it's too floral. It's too delicate um, to do it personally, but I hear what you're saying. Like, you, you we're conditioned to believe that a whiskey, a cognac is something you drink after dinner, right? So why mm-hmm. would you be having it early in the day, right? I think that's just what we've been conditioned to 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 feel. But if you put a little bit of, like I said, whatever booze, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say gin, but hey, listen, if that's what's gonna float your boat, but even if you have some sort of like some of those drinks that you, some of those um, liquors that you don't often use, you're like, how do I use Galliano? Where do I use this this Vanilla flavored liqueur, right? Put a little in your coffee. See how that, how does that, how does that work? Does it, does it work for you? Does it taste all right? Um, you know, sometimes those things that you don't know what to do with, you put them in coffee and they can be like, oh, this is really, this is great. This Tia Maria, this clue. I didn't know what to do with it. I was only making black Russians with it. And now all of a sudden I have another function for it. So, you know, experiment. I've always said it. experiment. Um, even if you just use a little bit, see where it goes. 
that's right. what it was like. Don't be intimidated by it. So, but yeah, rum and rum and uh, coffee, fantastic. Okay, I've yep. never done that. I've never yeah. done that, and I just might because I, my friend, am interested in experimenting. Unlike you, yeah. who shot down this incredible gin and tonic idea. Now, folks, that is our episode. Write in to tell us why you think Marco is wrong. Yeah, uh, about gin and tonic. But also, I'm going to give a little shout out to uh, to a company. They don't sponsor us, but God willing, they will one day. It's called Collective Arts. They're based yes. out of Hamilton. I've sat on their patio in Hamilton and and had some great beers. And it was always beers. And it was great beers. They moved into cider recently. They have incredible art as well. But now they're in the gin game. And so yesterday I bought on my way home. It had been a long week. I had, you know, Vancouver, Edmonton on set for a television show. I had traversed time and space this week. And I was like, I, I want something at night that I'm just going to enjoy and chill out with. And I got the Collective Arts Rhubarb and Hibiscus Gin. I'm just going to tell you, it it gave me two extra hours of staying awake yesterday because I, I was dead, but I wanted something and I wound up having a couple of them. And uh, and I felt great. I felt great this morning. It was just two drinks. Well, of course, I felt great this morning, but it was uh, it was quite delicious. And really did you did nice. you buy some gin to take home? Like, is that? In your, that's in, what I, that's what I bought. I, oh, I stopped okay. at our local liquor store for something and I didn't know what the something was. And then I saw collective arts is making gin. Amazing. I saw this hibiscus and I don't like a lot of tonic. I find it too sweet. So I sure. usually do mostly club soda with a few shots of tonic. And for me, that was, it was just a perfect, delicious drink. Oh, wow. I can't wait till it's late this evening where I can have another drink. That's, there that's, ba- I just don't want to do it. And in, in, you know, my children are home. It's the middle of the day. They don't need to see that. Oh, this this to me sounds like a beautiful combination of, oh, with gin, um, hibiscus, and, and rhubarb. Love it, love okay. it. And do I just allow you to pronounce it, Jim? Because we're all <laughs> we're just letting people pronounce anything any way they want. Is that what you we're know? Doing what now? I was looking at. You know, you say I am always wrong, right? And I wanted to say that I am not wrong on the quiz on the comedy quiz podcast that we were on yeah. recently. Yeah, so check out that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a link to that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy quiz podcast.ca, I think. Is yeah. that the website? Yeah. Our good yeah. friend David Shore had us on there. And uh you want to hear you want to hear someone prevail on that? That's a podcast I want you to listen to. Yeah. Ah, you don't have to. No, <laughs> no obviously you, you should, but uh that one stung a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, and I was in the lead for quite some time. Oh, your brother, I had a great time talking about breakfast sandwiches with you. Me too. I can't wait for breakfast. It's so far away, huh? <laughs> or, or as you call it, 12.30 p.m. But uh, folks, I hope this inspired you either to stand in a lineup that's worth standing in yes. for a fantastic sandwich made by people who pride themselves on making fantastic sandwiches or making your own sandwich. Uh, either way, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a, a, a wonderful series of next meals and beverages. Until we see you again, uh, have a wonderful week. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. See you soon. Bye.